What's up, Good Morning Hospitality listeners? You are listening to our special hotelier edition of Good Morning Hospitality, and we want to give you a message from our partners at Sojo. Now, we have partnered with Sojo. Oh. We are here. We are here. Live. See? Live shows. Sometimes a little (laughs) technical difficulty. Are we actually going to be able to put our little commercial break here at the beginning for Sojo? I don't think so. But oh. we'll give a shout out to Sojo, a fantastic Goodness piece gracious. of software and products for vacation rentals. You get things on demand. Well, uh, Our let's company just loves see. it at Tangy Management. Sojo, we were- huge shout out to you because I know you're providing amenities that are on demand for people that work in the vacation rental world and it is a great product. Shout out to you all, Sojo. Awesome. Thank you for finishing that. You I'm definitely, you know, just I don't sound as good as Will Slickers, but I can make sure that our sponsors know how much we care about them. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, we also had some fun music that we were going to start off the show with. So, um, but yeah, it's next all time. good. But listen, next we are time. here. That's why we're pros here, you and I. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, first of all, definitely want to open this up to everybody that is joining us live. Where are you joining from? Uh, let us know in the comments. Hopefully we can see where everybody is tuning in from. I am in what will be sunny Los Angeles. As you can see, the sun is rising. It might rise up over my face. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's how I knew we were getting better and better as the show went on because it was getting brighter and brighter in that room. And live here from Miami, Florida. And so for the roll call, we'd love knowing where you're at from. Last, last week, we had people from all over the world. It's so yeah. cool to see. It's always cool to see. So as you guys are joining us, please tune in. Let us know. We got Tampa, Miami. Ooh, the intercontinental Miami. Oh, big fan of intercontinental Miami. Was just there. Shout out to Nina and Zed, who runs the beach. Zed runs Boucher Brothers here on Miami Beach. So fantastic company as well. I mean, awesome. All good stuff. Definitely. Ooh, London. This is exciting. Very cool. Well, We have a jam-packed show for today, and we were talking a little bit about it in the background. Um, Some interesting topics that are going on, uh, but I, but I think that they're also necessary topics as well, too. I mean, in in LA, this is interesting. There's been a whole thing that's been trying to be passed as far as hotels housing the homeless. Hyatt is now entering the home rental game. Delta regretting their sky mile change. All sorts of good stuff. So. Ooh, look, we got, we got yeah. Cyprus. Oh, Cyprus. coming to LA in two weeks. Welcome. I'll make sure that it still stays sunny for you. <laughs> oh yeah. We got Germany. Oh my God. This is amazing. Dallas, so keep it coming guys. We love seeing where everyone's coming from. It's amazing to see the support we're getting on this show. Very cool. We keep it going. Oh, we'll right. be putting your names up on there, but yeah, I think we've got an interesting show. It might get a little political today. Maybe we'll uh, be rubbing some people the wrong way, but we're here for it. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> Steve, you were so uncomfortable. You're like, whoa, we're getting political. <laughs> Not that political. I mean, you know, here, here and there. But but these are important things that are actually happening in the industry, and they are important to all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why we wanted to kind of talk about it. So you ready to dive into this first topic, which is actually about what's going on in Los Angeles? Yeah, this is your hometown, so I think you kick it off. I'd love to hear it, and I got some opinions for you. <laughs> Good. I have opinions too. Um, okay, so for those that might know or might not know, 
it's I, I'll be honest, I even live here and I was surprised that this is still happening because I remember this first being brought up probably about a year and a half ago that there are some individuals in Los Angeles County that are have proposed um, a plan for housing the homeless in hotels. And we're not talking about like like just mediocre hotels. We're talking about all hotels. And this is insane to me. Um, and it's, this is still, apparently they're going to do the major vote on this in March. Um, obviously, as you can imagine, there's been a lot of pushback on this, certainly from hospitality people. Um, and I will say this, um, as I have, you know, several, I've got a lot of homeless people. The, the homeless problem in Los Angeles, it's a problem. It's, I, I might even say it could be worse than San Francisco, but nobody's wow. trying to like take that crown. Um, so it is definitely an issue, but putting homeless people in hotels next to paying customers that are paying $800, $1,000 a night, just to me is like, is bogus. Not only is it that obviously you have the safety of the hotel workers, what are you going to do? Are they going to kick them out? Like they had proposed this like weird lottery system. How are you telling the homeless people what hotel they're going to go to? Are you going to text them? Do they have cell phones? Mm -hmm. Like how, what, like that's why to me, I've always been like, this isn't going anywhere. It's the logistics of it alone are impossible to me. It's one of those things to create hype, get people, get, get their panties in a bunch, so to speak. Um, because it logistically could never happen. And, and it's weird too, because it's being supported by one of the unions here as well too, which I'm like, uh, okay, like everybody calm down. Like what's going mm -hmm. So you're there, you're just smiling and nodding. I got to hear what you got to say about this. Well, for all the listeners here, what it looked like to me and what it sounds like is most, you've worked in operations, I've worked in operations. Mm -hmm. I have not worked in union hotels, but I have friends that I work in union it. hotels. And it sounds like to me that this is a union <laughs> that is trying to make a lot of noise saying, hey, hotels and hoteliers, some of our employees, you're not paying enough. So they're homeless. Mm -hmm. And since they're homeless, they should live in these hotels where they work. Or why don't we do all the homeless while we're at it and start to get these headlines going to really shine a light on their union members who they say are not making enough and are they're demanding, you know, five dollars more an hour mm -hmm. at the bottom line or across the board for all these people without a true plan. And you know, it's gonna be interesting to see if the union can shake up the hoteliers that way. But that's where I just, you know, it's hard to run a business. I run multiple businesses and I can only imagine if one of them had a union come in because I wasn't mm -hmm. taking care of the employees well enough mm -hmm. and treating them well. That's when they go seek help for people to really fight for them. And so this might be that tactic to shine a light on saying, it's completely hey, hoteliers, right. we're going to make your life miserable. And we're going to say that we're going to be raising this bill that thousands of people have signed off on to get homeless people in there. Well, let's just say it does happen. If it were to go down that road, right, it's going to be crazy because you and I are not trained on how mm -hmm. to handle a homeless person. And sometimes there are people who just have a rough time in life and they become homeless and they are fighting yeah. to get back out of it. But then there's the others that maybe have a mental illness that just don't have the right support around them. Or there's people who are bad people that, you know, have caused, done criminal activity and said, are addicted to drugs. We're not trained to take care of that. Yeah. So, I don't know how you could put that in front of us where I have trouble handling someone who's angry that their table isn't ready at the time that they made a reservation, right? Yeah. Those are very big extremes, but 
like we were talking about before is mm -hmm. listen, if I own a hotel and maybe I would like this plan and you're going to pay me a certain amount and I could have the right kind of support and the right staff, maybe that's a business opportunity for somebody, right? It could be, but yeah. I don't want to be forced to, to go this route. Yeah. It might be something that someone say, you know what? I have an extended stay hotel that's not performing well, and maybe I can transition this into something for the homeless with your support and the right people. But to do it where you and I have worked would be a disaster. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's, um, and by the way, I don't know if you, this um, was already shared as I was looking at another screen, but uh, Zed actually wrote in, and I don't know how you know this, Zed, 94% of homeless people have cell phones. That's amazing. Sounds very specific stat here, Zed. That's so. a very specific. Also, <laughs> my question, where do they charge it? I don't know. I guess you could charge it at Starbucks. Yeah, anyway, well, I, I, I guess. Um, I, I don't. And by the way, I say that, and I don't mean to sound insensitive at all. By and because I love, by the way, how you, Steve, how you brought up all the different reasons why people can be homeless. It's obviously a very serious matter, and something that I do firmly believe to, that we should be able to provide the support, uh, providing it in like luxury hotels. Yes. Okay. Like, <laughs> come on, everybody. Can I give you a story that I saw in the New York Post, though. Yeah, yeah. What I thought was really cool. So a former what? event director, I got to send you the link. Okay. Right? Became addicted to drugs and was very successful. Like put on big shows in New York and figured out he could live in luxury hotels without anyone noticing because he was always dressed so nice from his prior life. Okay. And he would sleep in ballrooms at the St. Regis and at the Mandarin Oriental and at these luxury hotels because no one bothered him because he's walking around with like a Louis Vuitton luggage. And he looked the part. He would hang out in the lobby during the day, sleep in the back of house under wow. chairs and under tables. So he was homeless and he made it happen. So I just thought that was an interesting story. I read having coffee that over the weekend. Story. But I mean, look, I mean, with the right amount of wherewithal, it's amazing what you can get done and what you can do. So, um, but yeah, it's, and, and by the way, just even like touch on what the, the big argument is um, specifically with that union. Again, I, I did not work at a union hotel, um, but right now, so in the last year, they actually raised the minimum wage to $25 an hour, specifically for hotels in wow. Los Angeles. Um, and they're trying to, um, increase it from 25 to 30. So, um, yeah, so it's like 65,000 a year for entry level is a lot. I don't, yeah. Yeah. And I get it. Uh, it's, it's a very, gosh, it's, it's crazy. It's tough. Um, I understand all aspects of it. Um, it's like, you definitely, people need to make enough money to live for sure. It is super expensive here. Um, that's also, you know, you're asking for a big restructuring from um, hotels to like, I mean, their label, labor costs go up across the board. They just mm -hmm. did a huge hike. <laughs> so it's like, okay, now we're doing it again. So it's all challenging all the way around. I mean, I'm not saying that there's one one way or another around it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's a little bit more backstory. And it's also interesting to hear those numbers as well, too, just for other people in other parts of the world. But those are the specific things that um, they're kind of fighting for. So um, that's a little bit of that. Yeah, so um, listeners, I mean, on this one, you can give it just a thumbs up or a thumbs down on your vote. Like, how would you vote for this? I'm curious. You don't have to yeah. give it the whole thing, but in the comments, just give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. If you think uh, this would work in your hotel. Would you, yes, be open to housing the homeless in your hotel, wherever mm -hmm. you are in the world? Let us know. Um, so, uh, now this is interesting a little bit. I know that you're going to have a lot to say about this. Hyatt. 
kind of exciting. Uh, Hyatt is the next out of sort of the big, big hotel chains that um, they are ramping up their focus on short-term rentals, home rentals. Um, they are going to be launching, I love this name, Homes and Hideaways by World of Hyatt. Um, so I think it's pretty, it's, it, it's clever. And I mean, it's, keep in mind, you know, we saw obviously in uh, Homes and Villas was launched in 2019 by Marriott. That was even before the pandemic. They obviously doubled down in 2020. Um, and um, Accord did Apartments and Villas. They started that in 2020 as well. Um, okay, Steve, I'm you're like, you're just grinning here, biting at the bit here. I got to hear what your thoughts are on this. Well, I love it. I think it's amazing to see. And I think many of us called that this would happen because mm -hmm. it's all about where people are voting with their dollars, right? Yeah. And there are things that people want hotels for and there's things that people want homes for. And I had this conversation back in 2016 when I had my first short-term rental company, hotel people started screaming at me, how could you, how dare you? You're going against us with the enemy. And I said, guys, this is the future. Hotels are gonna have branded residences. They're gonna have homes that match the standards and people wanna live that lifestyle. And sometimes yeah. they want to stay at the Nobu Hotel. Other times they want to stay in the Nobu restaurant. Other times they want to go to the Nobu Villa. And yeah. they're going to live the lifestyle they want to live. So totally. I love seeing this. And the challenge will be is how they can keep the standards in place that the mm -hmm. Hyatt hotels are used to offering their guests. Because I consult with Hyatt hotels. And they have oh. a diehard um, fan base that are loyal to that brand and they mm -hmm. use their points across the brand and they expect certain things when they're staying at those hotels, especially mm -hmm. when you get to the upper tiers, which we'll talk about later with like airlines. So I'm curious to see how they're going to do this with the homes because yeah. it will be um, a, an interesting challenge. So for the Hyatt hotels, if you need any help, Sarah and I are here to help you if you need anything. <laughs> yes. We are, especially if it comes anything to service, we can definitely help mm -hmm. with that. Um, but, you know, I love that you brought this up because I, I've been a big supporter of, you know, being a hotelier for so many years. I was always a big supporter of the home rental space from very early on because my argument um, always was it's like at the end of the day, it, it's increasing options for people to stay at. It's promoting and supporting the travel industry. And mm -hmm. just because let's say you're a hotel um, and maybe somebody opted to stay in a home rental instead, instead of your hotel, there's still, if you have the right offerings in the rest of your space, like maybe you've got that cool iconic restaurant where they can come for lunch, or maybe you're offering a day pass, something like resort pass or something like that, where they can come to your pool, or you've got this fun bar, rooftop bar. If you also invest in your common areas and the other outlets that you have, you're also able to attract these people because they're, they're going to want to go out to eat. They're going to want to go to a cool place for a drink. So it's not all lost. You're getting your, it actually almost increases your net as far as people coming to your property. And those people wouldn't necessarily even be staying there and they might take a picture and post it on social media and boom and all of that. So, um, I think it's something that it's, it's always been something that 
we should look at as a way of like working together because the more options that we can give to people as far as places to stay from the low end to the high end, whatever the price point, those are people that are going to be coming to our destinations and they're going to be spending money. And that's just going to, we're all going to rise together. So I've always been a fan. Um, and it's interesting to see the hotels, you know, it's only obvious that the hotels are going to uh, have been continuing to, to dive in on this. So um, yep. not a surprise, but, but cool I think to see. Gonna, you're going to see more and more of it, right? Because we see residences just where I live, the addition hotels building their first addition residences. And I'm curious, they haven't announced yet if they're going to allow short-term rental in there. So it'll be interesting to see how that works. But the other part I'm curious about is, you know, how do they standardize things in the homes, right? It's very mm -hmm. difficult. Marriott yeah. has had some trouble because they let a flood of homes come in and then mm -hmm. had a lot of bad reviews under the Marriott name. Like, how could you let this home into your brand. So yeah. it's not like someone's coming around and inspecting every single home um, and getting eyes it's on tough. it. They have different checklists you have to fill out and photos you have to submit. So it will be curious, but I would love it to get to a point where similar amenities, like you have a welcome amenity from Hyatt or yeah. something cool that would be waiting for you just because you decided to choose a Hyatt home over a Airbnb or VRBO channel mm -hmm. that you're booking on. Um, but I love it. I love seeing this continue on. And I'll say this, when I got yelled at back at, I told you back in 2016, and I, my answer was, hey, American Express has teamed up with Airbnb. And so now people are using their points to go. It's not going to stop. And here we are seven years later, and it's going to continue on. So if you're in hotels and don't have a game plan for this, you should. And the ones getting into it, just make sure you figure out how you're going to keep up all these individual yeah. hosts to the standards you want your guests to experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, again, I think it's ultimately, it's a, it's a great option to have. And, um, and that sort of standardizing of the service is so tricky. It's hard to do in a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to do in a hotel, but as I always say for, for hotels, and then also taking that concept into home rentals, it all comes down to training. If you have proper training, anybody that you bring in under the fold, um, the, if they have proper training, they know what to do. You've give, you're giving them the tools and the expectations. So you're on the same page as far as the expectations, as far as what they should be delivering, what the guests are expecting. So definitely do not skip on training at all, at all, at all. I swear that changed my whole career. I was so thankful that I started my um, hotel experience by having exceptional training. And I took it with me all throughout my life. Mm -hmm. So um, definitely properties of all types do not skip on training it's important yes. i agree with you a thousand percent and for custom amenities to be scalable you can use our sponsor sojo just making sure you got that out there everybody <laughs> love that thank you for for adding that bit in there um okay let's shift gears to travel topics um so we didn't talk about this the first time that it kind of happened but we we have to like kind of address it the uh, the delta the, the delta debacle the delta debacle I like that. It's a good title. <laughs> that is. I should have called it that. Um, a, a clever. They're returning to the gate to tweak their um, their frequent flyer program. So uh, for those that remember a couple weeks back, I think it was really only like three weeks back or so, three or four, um, they said that they were going to implement new changes to their frequent flyer program. And by the way, I am uh, Delta Diamond. I am part of their program. And I remember seeing it and being like, no way I can participate in that. And by the way, for frame of reference, last year I did 45 trips 
45 trips. And if wow. one can be doing 40, that's a lot of travel. That's okay? a lot. If one is doing 45 trips and you're looking at this new sort of uh, restructuring and you're, and you're looking at it and being like, there's no way I can be to that elite status. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's tough. That's crazy. That's to me, that's kind of crazy, but um, yeah. What, what, first of all, Steve, yes. are you, I feel like because you're in Miami, you're probably more of an American guy. Is that right? I'm American guy. I'm American Airlines, but I flew Delta recently, which I liked. I think Mm -hmm. they have great customer service. Um, And I'm curious for the listeners out there and leave us in the comments. If you fly Delta, let us know um, and what you think about this. because We can put it up here on the screen. But I'm sure somewhere in an office, just like they sit at executive meetings in hotels, they're like, we're getting a lot of complaints. The feedback is not good. How Mm -hmm. can we fix this? And they looked at, all right, we're going to take care of the top spenders. Let's take care of our top spenders because they're sure. the ones who spend the most. But that might not be as the majority, right? And so all these people who made all these promises, like you, who flies 45 times a year, yeah, they forgot about you. Yeah. And so now they didn't realize the backlash that was going to come. And now you can see that backlash not only internally, but online, yeah. uh, social media, news articles, all the hate. But the CEO stepped up and said, we made a mistake. We made a mistake. So this is what blows my mind. Like you've got some, a company as big as Delta. Okay. Mm -hmm. How were there no internal checks and balances? Like as they came up with this, like new restructuring, do you really mean to tell me that whoever was in that boardroom was like, this is all great. This makes sense. I understand how they maybe came to the conclusions of the tiers because it was probably just simply based off of structure of spend. And I get that. I totally get that. And I understand that, um, you know, the lounges are, are full. Also their partnerships with, uh, credit card programs also Mm -hmm. invites a lot more people. I I 100% get it. Um, but I, I do find it a little interesting that they went like so far in one direction that there was nobody internally that was like, Hey, 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 might be a little bit too drastic. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, that's all it comes down to. You're right. I would love to be a fly in the wall yeah. the day after and be like, I told you. I told I, you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Happen. And you didn't yeah. listen. But I see like how Yuki loves Delta. And then Arnaldo says never Delta. Only yeah, American yeah. or I mean, United. Look, so everyone's at the end got of the day, their, yeah. their airlines they love or hate. I hate flying. So I try to do everything I can not to fly somewhere. Really? Wait, so hold I, on. I, I used to like it. But then okay. it's never on time. They're okay. always switching That's the gates left it. on me, left and right. I thought right? we were about to do some psychoanalysis here. No, I like, I don't mind flying and being on a tube in the air, going to somewhere magical, right? But it's, uh, <laughs> someone said it the other day, and I kind of feel like it now. It's, it's just a bus with wings, and they're trying to figure out how to make it, you know, make as much money possible off every seat, and it doesn't feel like a special experience anymore. I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, it's hard to make anything at volume feel like a special experience. So, I mean, it's like they, I, I do believe that they're trying their best, all these different airlines, you know, with the, with the tools at hand. So but some of the middle Eastern and European airlines, you feel like, wow, you really care about me. Look at this little two luggage well, that you give me and all oh, look at this cool snacks you've given me and all this special treatment by the stewardess. I think it goes back to your thing of training, just making sure you're anticipating needs and making sure people are happy. And I don't know if Delta did that. So mm-hmm. it looks like they're going to fix it as best they can. So we'll see what Delta we, does. We will see. We will see if I still end up being Diamond. By the way, 
Um, so like to give you guys just an idea as far as like these tiers, basically like for platinum and medallion. So like, just look at just the top two tiers or, or even actually, um, all of them. So they were proposing that you'd basically have to spend 6,000 just to get to the basic, right. um, silver medallion tier, which is a lot of money. I, I, cause keep in mind, yes, prices of flights are going up, but like if you're buying main class main cabin tickets, you know, they might only be. 350, 450, maybe 750 before taxes. And they're counting the part before taxes. Gold medallion, $12,000. Platinum medallion, 18,000. Diamond, 35,000. Um, it was all I could do. Uh, last year, I think you had to, I had to spend 18,000 to become diamond. And with all of my flights, it was all I could do to eke by 18,000. I guess that might mean that maybe my clients need to be sending me first class more often. First class, <laughs> but... <laughs> maybe I fly 90 times a year. Come on. You know, uh... Yeah. So that just kind of, yeah, no, flying for work is definitely not glamorous anymore. I mean, it's, yeah, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's part of it. It's, whew. but um, we'll see. I'm curious to see what they come back on to see. Yeah. They've got to find some sort of middle ground there. But these lounges are big time. I know we're, we're running short on time here, but lounges like American Express Centurion lounges and the Delta lounges, yeah. all these people want to get into them. So actually, I think we're going to, we should have a future guest on here who I interviewed on Travel Redefined a while back, who knows all the ins and outs of these frequent flyer programs and the loyalty and rewards programs and how they actually make money. Uh, they actually make more money than the airlines themselves. Oof, let's get them in. Yeah. I would love to learn this. Yeah. Right. No, it's so cool. Cause as I sit there in the sky lounge looking at me, I'm like, that's a, that's a lot of food cost going to these mm -hmm. people. How and is beverage it costs. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. exactly. So we will definitely work on, on having that. Cause I think it just, it's super eye opening and not something that we all know about. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, all right. So last little thing here, goodness gracious. <laughs> I, I know Steve is like, Oh my gosh, the political stuff. Um, actually, you know what? We don't have time for that. I think that we should go right into our real time recap. How about that? Let's do it. Let's do it. Real time recap. Boom, boom, boom. We need music for this. You do not. I like need you. Either. Great sound effect. Do, 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 do. Okay. <laughs> um, oh gosh, I swear. Oh, I've had so much coffee. Um, okay, real-time recap. Steve, what did you experience out there in the field this week? What were you All right, doing? so this time the hospitality came from a different location. Yeah. And my family and I went to go see Paw Patrol the movie. All right, cute. Mighty Pups. Very the cute. At the Silver Spot Cinema here in Miami. Oh and what God. I love about it is, man, I really enjoy when you're getting served food. They take your order at the seat, mm -hmm. bring you a glass of wine. A meal that is definitely a level up from, you know, a basic restaurant. And wait, I get wait, to wait, wait, wait. hang out and watch Paw Patrol with a glass of Pinot Noir, a delicious meal while the kids are having a good time. Okay, wait, hold on. I want to just draw attention to the fact that you watch Paw Patrol with some oh, yeah. wine. Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> Big time movie now. It was very interesting, the plot after oh. the first glass of wine. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> I think always those movies, there's, there's so many layers to it as well, too, that especially as an adult, you're picking up on so many things that the kids aren't. Yes, but not this yeah. one. More of the Pixar ones. This one, it was good. I'm a, Shout out to Paw Patrol. Good job. Woo-woo. Awesome. Um, no, that's, I love that. I actually have a couple of friends that work in some of the movie theaters here. So always really fascinating to find out a little bit more of the operations mm -hmm. um, 
viewpoint from some of like the biggest theaters like here in Los Angeles, fascinating, really fascinating. Um, wow. Do they have to put up with a lot? So I will just say that. Yeah, watch them. Listen, I was impressed because not only were people like talking to them a little bit aggressively sometimes, they mm -hmm. handled it very well. They mm -hmm. brought things out on time. They cleaned up quickly after mm -hmm. the movie to get ready for the next one. So I yeah. can just watch the operation happening. So shout out to Silver Spot. Yeah, no, de definitely. Shout out to them. Um, I'm going to do a, another shout out to um, the Lapeer Hotel where I'd stayed at a couple weeks ago. I ended up going back actually last night, had an event there. And I will say it was were you so playing? What were you playing? You were playing a sport I saw. Is that I what I saw? I was playing online? pickleball. For anybody that wants to know, you can go to my Instagram and see all about me playing pickleball. I even did it in heels. So, um, because you got to keep it classy. <laughs> um, but uh, they had they had for the summer and they will be taking it down, but they had a pickleball court up on their rooftop and they called it the disco court. So it's super fun theme. It's been busy all summer. Um, and what a clever way to just like add something a little bit different. It's been really, really popular. Um, but it was so cute because I went back and like the different people at the hotel were like, oh my God, I remember you, you were just here. And again, you know, this, like I felt at home and I was just attending an event on the roof. And they just did a phenomenal job. So something as simple as somebody being like, oh, welcome back. Um, or, I mean, in this particular case, they were like, oh, we have your, your photo on our Instagram feed right now. It's very cute, by the way. I'm like, oh. <laughs> but, um, but again, it was, a, it was very, um, it was, I just, it was felt really welcoming. So that was such a, such a great thing to be like, okay, I feel at home even in my own city. So I can see you making sound effects while you play pickleball too. Like, bam, uh, boom. Uh, 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 call me Steffi Graf. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but it is fun. It's, I, I still don't know all the rules specifically, but I think I learned last night that you actually have to serve from the grass. And I'm like, okay. Um, but, you know. We got a lot of pickleball fans out here. They'll come after you. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. I'm a fan. I just haven't been like officially okay, trained. Making sure, making sure. Save like the notes, every all you pickleball fans. Don't send in your notes. We're we're fans. We love it. Send me the invite, okay? Send the invite, not the note, and then you can teach me in person. <laughs> um. All right. Our Thousands of invites course. are now coming to you. Thousands of invites are going to be sent Thank your you. way. Thank you. Please do. And if it's in another location, I'll make my way to you. Um. All right. So our hospitality quote today is. Quality is never an accident. It is always the result of intelligent effort by John Ruskin. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Listen, I love this because it really is true. The quality is when you're truly focused in on what you're doing and you're mm -hmm. doing it consistently every single day. And I think mm -hmm. this is a great way of saying it because you really have to think about it. Yeah. Put in intelligent effort, not wasting time on different things, yeah. but really thinking about the effort you're going to put in to make sure it is quality. I love that. Totally. I do too. And I, what I loved specifically was like this notion of intelligent effort. You put thought to it. It's not just being like, oh, well, we kind of have some things in place and like hoping for the best. Because we all know you can't just hope for the best that like that your employee is going to do the right thing at the right time, et cetera. So you have to put the, the proper um, tools in play, whether it is training, whether it is giving your employees like, okay, you have this leeway that you can offer X, Y, Z um, if you think it'll make a special 
it'll make a difference for, for a guest. So different things like that, empower your employees so that they feel confident they're, they take ownership in the place that they are working at, and then they can intelligently navigate the system and, um, or navigate the experience and offer something to really make it special. And that's the quality aspect. It's always quality mm -hmm. over quantity. So are you saying we should send this quote to Delta just to make sure they're thinking about it? I'll we'll send, send it, it to them after. Okay. I'll send, send it personally. Yeah. That me, I'll be with my little like, yo, Delta diamond girl. <laughs> I'm kidding. Apparently me being diamond is not special. So <laughs> noted. Mm. <laughs> um, wow. Well, we covered a lot this week. Yes, we did. We My covered goodness. a lot. 30 minutes has flown by. It and totally we does. always love talking with all of you out there. We appreciate yes. all the comments of you all sharing everything. Um, so make sure you keep doing it. If there's any questions or topics that you'd like us to cover next week, send it in. We're always looking to give you the most value out there. 100%. And we will have music next week. And Bye. one more shout out to Sojo. Amazing amenities for scaling your operations with thought a yes. quality right intelligent effort it makes that quality happen with sojo that. it's so perfect and a reminder as well too we've got the gmc report um which is uh for on the good morning hospitality site so you've got goodmorninghospitality.com backslash the GMC report. There's some dashes in there, but we'll make sure that we'll share that link as well too. Um, so definitely sign up for that. And of course, if you like this episode and you want more, or you want to be reminded every week, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your uh, favorite podcast, be it on Apple, Spotify, wherever. So this yes, has been fun. This has been awesome. Always <laughs> love hanging out with you on our Wednesday mornings. It makes my entire week. And Always. with you all listeners too, I love seeing your names and faces every week. Keep coming back. Keep coming back. Let us know. Send us your questions. Or, hey, if you've seen something interesting, send us a DM and be like, you should talk about this next week because we'll listen. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for today. Till next week. We'll see Til you then. Next